Okay. He promised not to go after 12 o'clock, right? Is that I promised. <laughs> I don't know whose these are. Anybody belong to these? Up here? Your vision's probably better than mine. Is this on, Josh? Green means go. Ooh. I was uh, in here last night uh, talking, the Lord and I, and this mic was on. So, oh, you had it already connected and everything for you? Somebody needs to look out for you, Josh. I'm going to get uh, a few of these things off the pulpit here. I, uh, I brought a young man with me. Austin, would you stand please back there, sir? How about a round of applause for that young guy? I don't know how he's put up with me all these weeks, but I'll guarantee you, I'm glad I brought him because we got a house painted this week. He's a good painter. So if you need a painter, check with him. But Austin, his family owns a cafe down there in Hemby Bridge called The Bridge. And they make the best biscuits and gravy you could ever eat. And Austin then cleans the plate for me when I'm done. So he's a good, he's a good worker. And he'd been a big... And I asked Austin if he would share his testimony this morning. And he promptly said, no. So, <laughs> oh, that's good. It's great to be here. I want to say something about Pastor Lee. He took his daughter, is Evelyn here today? No. She shot a deer this morning. Did you see a picture of it? A good one? Wow. Now, I went by Lee Carlson's house this morning, and there was a three-point buck standing from here to about you girls right there from me. And I almost didn't see him because he never moved. So uh, I, that's my way of hunting. I didn't shoot him. But, you know, drive down the road, and if he's on the road, well, shoot him. You don't have to run far. You don't have nothing about gutting them out and finding your arrows or whatever you use to shoot these guys. Sam, it's good to see you this morning here. (laughs) Sorry about that. Oh, it's good to have everybody here. Uh, This does feel like home, although, you know, praise the Lord. You have a great pastor here. And there are a lot of new faces I don't see all the time. And, of course, there are a lot of faces that I'm very familiar with. But I want to say something about the Sunday school teachers. If you're a Sunday school teacher here, or even a substitute, would you stand, please? Come on, John. Come on, there's more than that. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is like primaries up to the adults. Stand up, Jordan. I didn't see you. Josh, he's standing. Joe, don't you teach? Not anymore. They canned you? Well, that happens. Six, seven. That's seven. Give them a round of applause. They do. Thank you. They do wonderfully, and they do it all the time, week after week. It's, it, it's good. One thing I like and I've always liked about this church is 
There is strong male leadership, and they all have nicely strong wives behind them, as well as my wife was too. Now the wife I'm married to, Becky, is the same way. She promptly called me this morning and told me, and I will get into my sermon, okay? I'll get to it. I need prayer. I said, well, what, what hon? I've been praying all week for, for you and Christy over in Nashville. Gone over there for some, for some help for various things. I said, now what's going on? She said, the dog got away and we can't find it and we can't leave till we find the dog. Oh, my goodness. Well, if your dog made the money like this dog that, uh, you know, Lab or Doodle or whatever they are, they, I don't know. I don't know how people give that kind of money for a, for a dog. But she could not leave, so I called about 15 minutes later. She says, yeah, the neighbor brought it by, so thank, thank the Lord for neighbors and taking care of us. I don't know who took all the time, but that, that <laughs> clock ain't right. It says 10, 20, 10, 25. Heck, I got an hour and a half. <laughs> How was it, the time change for everybody? Okay this morning? It was good, wasn't it? Oh, John, you've now found yourself. <laughs> Way to go. Bobby Joe says, oh, great, he's found himself now. <laughs> I better get to the Word. I'm going to get in trouble with all these families if we don't get something going. Tonight at 6.30, prayer. This is serious business. This is a battle. California proposing on the ballots to 28 days after a child is born to be able to take its life. That is sin. That is evil. That is sin. And that's, not, that's just one area. I heard this morning that there's already been 39 million people voted. I have voted. I went broke and bow, sent me in there, voted. And uh, I, was, I was proud to be an American voting. So go out and vote. I know you all will. I know the church is strong in that. And, uh, and Lee is always bringing things to our attention and what needs to be done. But we're in a battle, and uh, the evil is, is very, very active. And we're going to talk this morning about some things that will give us a better balance. Evil, guys, does not win. And I will say, evil will not win in the end. We are the losers if we retain sin in our lives. We don't need to. We don't have to. We don't have to live in sin. We're not designed to do that. We're designed to give glory to God and live a free life. And he says, I'll give you life and it'll be what? Abundant. More abundant. Okay, well, when you lose somebody in your family or a catastrophe happens, you lose your job or uh, there, there's all kinds of stuff. It's just like that movie, uh, Running the Bases, when the guy was in prison, he sat there and he said to the lawyer and that TJ or TL or whatever the guy's name was, this is what God, I surrender my life to God and, and want to live for Christ and, and uh, exercise my faith and this is where I end up. In jail? We can go there, folks. 
We can go there, but I'll guarantee you, were it not for the jail system and the sentence given to me as a teenager, 19 years old, I would not be a believer unless God did some other crazy miracle. But that's what it took for me. So I do not mind hearing that when people go to jail, they're there to pay for their crime. I was there to pay for my crime. And when I got out, I realized that Jesus is the one that actually pays for the crime that I have committed. And it's under the blood of Jesus. Thank you, John, for the amen. You know what? We're not a charismatic church. Some people only say amen like this. Amen. Or sometimes you can't even hear it. If you want to say amen today, you can be charismatic, okay? What? All right, there we go. All right. We're going to go to the book of John. And uh, we're going to start at chapter 6. I'm going to talk about the seven great I am's. We're going to kind of breeze through them, but I want you to get them. And this is how this all began. Uh, I'm going to take that as 11.30 or 11.28, and uh, I'm going to quit. Is that right, Josh? I'm going to quit around 10 till. Huh. <laughs> Amen. There you go. All right, Deb. You know when to put it in there, don't you? All right, where were we? Okay, I'm glad you, you said that because I, Debbie is my sister. And I talk with her very frequently in the evenings. And we do a lot of praying together. One night, I was walking and I was thinking about who God is. And I, and I began to rehearse the seven great I am's. But I found to my surprise, I didn't remember them all. Now, I would love to randomly just ask you by name, and I'm not really looking at anybody, to stand up and give us the seven great I am's. I couldn't do it. I had, you know, like three or four of them, and so I called Deb up. I said, Deb, remember seven great I am's? Yeah, yeah. I said, well, would you quote them to me? She said, oh, no, I can't. I said, well, I got about four. She come up with about one or two more. We could not, between the two of us, come up with all seven. So, pen and paper in hand, or your box that you look at, get them today, all right? There are seven of them. They started John chapter 6. John chapter 6 is Jesus said, these are things that Jesus has said. I know you know that what he says is so critical that we as humans forget it all the time. We forget what he says. This you cannot forget. He says, I am the bread of life. John chapter 6. You can look up the verse. I don't have the verse. I got it written somewhere, but I ain't going to give it to you. John 6. I am the bread of life. That's one of them that Deb could not remember. Now, what does the bread of life mean? Very good. Sustainer of life, John says. Amen. I'll say amen to that. Number two, chapter 8. Jesus says, 
I am the light of the world. Satan is the ruler of this world, folks. That's serious. But Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And he that cometh after me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the what? The light of life. You want life? I do. I want life daily. I don't want it just in eternity. I want it right now. Be jealous for it. Be demanding of who Jesus says he is. Number three, John chapter 10. There's two of them there. He says, I am the door. And he's talking about the sheepfold. So let's just say this is a sheep pen right here. This is not a good example of the biblical, I am the door. Because in a sheepfold, when they made them, if you go to Bethlehem today, you will see they still retain their old sheep pens made from rock, and there's one door. One door to get in, one door to get out. Why is that? Well, here's little Sally, my sheep. Here she goes. Okay, hun, get out there. There goes mom. There goes brother. There goes that one. And you count them as they go. And then when they come back in, same thing. They go through the one door. You don't think Jesus Christ doesn't know your name? You can't hide from God. No way. You can't hide your sin from God. I can't. It's right out in the open. Say, well, in the dark, you get by with a lot of stuff. You might even be able to steal a pickup. But you don't get away with it. You may not be caught right away. We get away with zero sin. Zero. And the price has been paid. The blood of Jesus cleanses all stain, all sin. So the third one is, I am the door. Jesus said, I am the door. The fourth one, in the same context, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd. Hmm. That's John 10. John chapter 11 gives us the fifth one. Let me get here to the book of John. All right. John chapter 11 is a marvelous passage of Scripture about Lazarus being raised from the dead. (laughs) That's so good. And, of course, he tarried four days before he went back up there to Bethany outside of Jerusalem to to tend to this matter. And and the disciples, because Jesus said he's asleep, and they thought, well, oh, yeah, if he's going to sleep up, he'll wake up or somebody will wake him up. No, Jesus had to explain to them. He isn't asleep. He's dead. He's dead. Oh. So, and Jesus says, I'm going up there. And they said, well, we'll go up there. We'll die together with him. You know, if that's what it's all about. We'll... And what a statement. What a statement you and I, he's all right up here. He wants to be a preacher. His, his britches are even dragging down a little bit. What a statement, and, and that's the type of statements that you and I make. I'll give my all for Jesus. I'll live my life for the Lord Jesus Christ. 
at a moment in which there is great victory. But when the trials and the testings and the difficulties come, we say, God, I'm not sure, Uh, you know, I'm up to this. Well, that's when we really need to look, fix our eyes on Jesus Christ. Because he's the author of our faith. He's the guy that's all through that dash, and he is the finisher of our faith. So when Lazarus died, they sent for Jesus to come. They wanted him to come, and he didn't come. But when he did, Martha's the first one out the door because she heard that he was out there a ways out of Bethany. And she ran to him. She said, Jesus, if you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. Well, how many of you have ever said that about a loved one? If this wouldn't have happened, he wouldn't have died or she wouldn't have died. Or if I would have done this or if I wouldn't have done this. I think we've all been there. If you haven't been there, you're going there one day soon. And uh, Jesus says to her, your brother will rise again. Whoa. Hey, folks, that's, that's for you. That's for me. He's going to rise again. Lazarus is going to rise again. And, and Martha says to him, oh, yeah, I know. I know in the last day, you know, the resurrection. He says, no, 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 I'm not, not really talking about that. And that's when he says to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever lives and believes in me shall what? Never. Two two nevers. All right, let's do it again. Whoever lives and believes in me shall That was about as weak as a cat walking through mush. Whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall die. Amen. That is truth. And that's number five. And Jesus says, I'm the resurrection and life. Number six. Never ever. Same thing, isn't it, John? Amen. Thank you. Number six, chapter 14, John. I wish I had a bowl of water up here, a great big bowl. And the the water was clear, clear to the very brim of the edge. Do it at home sometime. I I tried it on the the water thing yesterday that's in there. It didn't take much. You just tap a little bit and that water just going like that. Jesus says in verse 1, let not your what? Let not your heart be troubled. And he's, ref- he's talking to his disciples because he had just told them, I'm going to be taken away, but I'm coming back. You're going to deny me. Uh, uh, there's there's going to be a guy that's going to betray me. I'm not going to be with you much longer, but you'll figure that out. You'll understand. And he says, in response to all of the previous chapters of John 1 through 13, he says to them, 
let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? What? Believe also in me. Because in my Father's house are what? Many mansions. You got a mansion over the hilltop, folks. Amen. If it were not so, I'd have told you. But I'm going to do what? Prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I am coming back to receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you are going to be also. That is security. That's probably even better than $100,000 in the bank. Or uh, some of you guys like really nice pickups. That's all I hear Travis, or, uh, Austin talk about. When I get back, I need work on this pickup. I got this going. In. I love it. I, I love pickups too. Uh, half of them don't run. I still love them. John chapter 14, Jesus says, after Thomas says to him, the way, Jesus, where are you going? You say that we know the way. He says, we don't know the way that you're going. We we don't even know where you're going, let alone the way to go. And Jesus says, I am. That's who I am. I am the way, you guys, and the truth and the life. And no one gets to go to the Father but through Him. There are, there's one way to heaven. There aren't several ways. Jesus is not a way to heaven. He's what? The way to heaven. Amen. You can't get to heaven on good works. How much money you got? Well, I give all the time. They ain't going to get you into heaven. It'll get your reward. But I've got a very close relative who says Jesus is a way. And I say Jesus is not a way. He is the way, the truth, the life. That's number six, John chapter 14. And all through this, these ends of these chapters, like almost starting in 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, Jesus is addressing those who are closest to him So we go to John 15, verse 1, and he's talking to the disciples, and he says this, I am the true vine. Now, what do you get from a vine? (laughs) So, well, thorns, tangles, whatever. These branches, that's right. He says, my father is the vine dresser. He's taking care of it. He's doing all the work with it. My father is a vine dresser. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same will bring forth much fruit. If you're connected to the vine who is Jesus Christ, you are a fruit bearer. There will be fruit. And the closer you walk with him, the more fruit is produced. You say, well, I don't see any fruit. Well, you don't, don't look for it. You don't have to see it. Just do it. Just be it. Just be, get, get into the fruit-bearing business. Because when our farmers plant it in the ground or a tree or whatever, 
and they want it, they go out and inspect it, they look at it, they dress it, they side dress it, they fully dress it, and then they harvest it. They want to see that fruit. Why not? It's for your labors. L- ladies and gentlemen, they, these farmers at work, there's a lot of work to it. But you know what? The real work of the gospel is done. It's over. Jesus Christ paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left what? Crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart. Down in my heart. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart to stay. Do you? You got the joy in your heart? You have Jesus in your heart? You're born again? Are you saved? You know Christ is your Savior? If you do not, hell is your end destiny. I was witnessing to my cousin years ago, and he said, Well, that's okay, because I'll be down there with my drinking buddies. Not according to the Bible I read. Hell is a horrible place. Terrible. Nobody should go there. Nobody should ever say, well, Jesus says he's the way. Jesus, you know, he hands out a raw deal every now and then. Not according to the word, guys. A lot of what we believe is hearsay. A lot of what we believe is comments we hear here or there or wherever. If you don't know, it's time to get into the Word and find out. It's time to live a victorious Christian life. And we can do it in Jesus Christ. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, it is time to make that decision. I want to ask Jesus to be my Savior. Don't go to hell. You guys say burning, 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 okay? You guys sing with me. Give me oil in my lamp, keep me. Give me oil in my lamp, I pray. Give me oil in my lamp, keep me. Now that was weak. That was really weak. That was worse. Get up out of your chairs. Come on. We ain't going to just sit around and get old for no reason at all, okay? Give me oil in my lamp. Keep me. This is good. Sing Hosanna. Sing Hosanna. 
Hosanna, Hosanna to the King of Kings. Heavenly Father, we are blessed beyond measure. All these little ones, all of we big ones, and thank you. We are secure in in you, Lord, and we will vow to remember your seven statements about who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. All right, did I make it? That sermon, the sermon's done, guys. But I'm not quite done. <laughs> Woo! I'm trying to get Lee to do this. Cut him short, but keep going. <laughs> Lee's a great pastor. Great pastor. I'd be coming to this church if I lived here. Well, I do. <laughs> um, Josh has a song for us back there. Now, yeah, I hope he does. Have you tried it, Josh? Oh, you haven't? Okay. All right. Well, that's good. All right. Let me give you a little background of it. I'm not charismatic, but I'm close. No, I'm not really. But I'll guarantee you this song, we did a funeral for my father-in-law, Martha's dad, in July, he was a World War II vet, 94, was he, Heather? 94? Yeah, years old. And uh, on his pamphlet was his, he and Ethel's, her, his wife, life verse. Psalm 34, 4. I sought the Lord and he heard me. That's pretty good stuff, guys. Did you hear me? Did you hear me, people say? (laughs) I sought the Lord and he heard me, and look at this, and delivered me from all my fears. I don't care how old you are, you got a fear. I don't care how old I get, I do have fears. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Now, that's what this song is about. It comes from the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. And I understand there's anywhere from two to 400 members in their choir. I've only heard a small group of them. Came to the First Baptist Church down there in your trail where we go. And Pastor Zimbala, Jim Zimbala, came and preached. And there is a reason why in 1971 he took the pastorate in New York there? 30 people. 30 people attended that church then. The congregation is now over 16,000. And their music, his wife, Carol, is the choir director. Now, in this, I'm going to ask if the overhead lights are just, you know, be cut down, because I want you to see, I want you to watch. There's two black young men singing, and the one that starts out, I don't know his name, but the other one on the other side, let's see, he's on on that side when you'll see it. He's got kind of an afro, really good singer. His name is Darnell. He came to Indian Trail, and he was our music director for about a year and a half, 
And then he moved on. He's down in Atlanta, Georgia now at, uh, at a big church down there. But uh, these guys really bring out Psalm 34. Go for it.
Thank you, Josh. Good job. Thank you for being such a caring, loving, welcoming church for me today. I feel like I'm with family. Craig, I guess I turn it over to you. You can do offering and stuff. Thank you, sir.